In the name of the true and living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. After listening to our gospel reading this morning, you might be wondering if we repeated the reading from last week. Didn't we hear a parable about seeds and a sower last Sunday? Remember Eva in the park lavishly scattering seeds? Sure enough. But it turns out that in chapter 13 of St. Matthew's Gospel, Jesus is on a roll with parables, and some of them use similar imagery. Let's recall the setting that we were introduced to last week at the beginning of chapter 13, because we're in the same place today. Jesus comes out of a house and sits beside the sea, and great crowds gather around him, so he gets into a boat and sits there while the whole crowd stood on the beach, and he tells them many things in parables. Now, this teaching situation in Matthew's Gospel is similar to that in which Jesus delivered the Sermon on the Mount earlier in this same Gospel. And the string of parables that Jesus uses here, like the Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes, have always been crucial for the church's imagination. As we seek to be Christ's brothers and sisters, children of God who perform the will of the Father, so that it might be more and more on earth as it already is in heaven. So last week it was the parable of the sower, and this morning we have the parable of the wheat and weeds. A planter has placed good seed and properly cared for soil, a recipe for a bumper crop with plenteous wheat. But after a full day of work, the planter takes rest and an enemy comes and plants weeds all around the wheat so that when the plants come up and bore grain, all of these weeds turn up as well. Now, when the disciples return to the house with Jesus after he strung together several parables, they ask him specifically about this one. And what we learn is that Jesus is the one planting and spreading the kingdom through his disciples. He's planting his disciples through his friends who seek to do fathers, the Father's will. This is how the kingdom spreads and grows. The ones the Beatitudes describe, those who are poor in spirit, the meek, those who hunger and thirst after justice, the merciful, the clean of heart, the peacemakers, and those who suffer for the sake of justice. The community of Jesus's brothers and sisters are children of the kingdom, and they shine like the sun in the midst of the world's fallen and violent kingdoms. They stand out among the people and the powers that have capitulated to meaningless evil and compromised with dark forces. The friends of Jesus take responsibility for the kingdom with their lives. On Friday, John Lewis died. And as a boy, he would play the role of a make-believe minister, preaching to a congregation of siblings, cousins, and plucking birds at his rural home in Alabama. 
And as a teen, he was inspired by the oratory and leadership of the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. And John went on to become a civil rights activist in his own right while attending a Baptist college in Tennessee. And like many followers of Jesus who take up the cross in a world full of dark forces that rebel against the kingdom of God, Lewis was beaten and jailed for speaking out when others were silent, beaten and jailed for taking responsibility for God's kingdom. In 2016, returning to a tactic he first learned nearly 60 years earlier, Lewis let a sit-in on the House floor to protest the failure of gun control measures. A peacemaker, a son of poor sharecroppers, a person who suffered for the sake of justice, John lived out the Beatitudes. He had an imagination inspired by Jesus, Jesus, the one who is the parable of the Father. John Lewis is a bright star shining in a dark world that readily compromises with meaningless evil. Born in 1940, Lewis grew up near Troy, Alabama, at a time when racial segregation was the law, and ministers were typically leading members of the black community. And since his sharecropper family lived in a state run by and for white people, Lewis had virtually no black political leaders to emulate as a role model, but he had the church, which was a sign of the kingdom in the midst of the fallen kingdoms of Alabama and America. Inspired by the gospel and the preaching that he heard, Lewis as a boy as I said, would gather together a congregation of his siblings, cousins, and chickens in the yard, and he would emulate the preachers he heard on Sunday at church with his family. He said in an interview with C-SPAN in 2012, I'd start speaking or preaching, and when I look back, some of these chickens would bow their heads. Some of these chickens would shake their heads, they never quite said, amen, but I'm convinced that some of those chickens that I preached to during the 40s and the 50s tended to listen to me much better than some of my colleagues listen to me today. Too many of John's colleagues in Washington lack the imagination of the kingdom, and they get lost in the weeds planted all over the place by the evil one. Friends, there are many ways that we can interpret this parable. We have wheat and we have weeds inside of the church. We have wheat and we have weeds inside of ourselves. And we discover wheat and weeds outside of the church. All of this is true. But let's not forget that as followers of the world's true light, we, the church, Christ's body, are set apart in the midst of the dark and fallen kingdoms of this world to shine brightly as peacemakers and as those who suffer for the sake of justice, to show the world a more beautiful way. 
John Lewis reminds us that a Christian life is not a comfortable and easy walk. The Christian life is costly, cruciform, outpoured, redemptive love, and it is beautiful. Our mission is not to go around violently tearing up all the weeds. Our work is to be firmly planted by Christ in this world, to be nourished by him through the redemptive grace of his body and blood, and to stand tall amidst all kinds of weeds, internal and external to us, and to bear witness with our lives to the consuming and transfiguring fire for which our Lord pined and wished that it were already kindled. We are to go about bearing fruit fit for the kingdom, fully aware that the evil one is always at work, crafty and deceitful as ever, luring us to turn away from the path of true life. But thanks be to God, that through the power of Jesus Christ and his spirit, we exist among the nations as a signpost of the kingdom. John Lewis, as a disciple, learned that all of reality is subject to the kingdom. And we look to the saints to show us what this looks like, what it is to be the church. They shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father, and they're cheering us on as brothers and sisters, cheering us on so that we do not grow weary as we run the race of our beautiful and sacred calling. Weeds are all around us. Weeds are even within us. But stay close to the living Christ, for he alone can give us the strength we need to press on for the one thing necessary, the kingdom. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.